Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Hello, and welcome to episode 254 of Public Interest Podcast with your host, Jordan Cooper, where we interview politicians, activists, advocates, and others who seek to improve the state of the world. We're here today with Don Bunch, the president of Adolescent Peer Support League, which can be reached at adolescentpeersupport.org, the trailblazing teen peer support one school at a time. Dawn is a senior at Albert Einstein High School in Kensington, uh, Maryland. Uh, Dawn, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Excellent. Thanks. So the first question I'd like to pose to you is what are you currently doing or what have you ever done to advance the public interest and why? Um, Okay. Generally speaking, I started working to advance the public interest when I interned at the American Psychological Association. Mm -hmm. Um, That would have been in 2015 and 2016 during the summer. Um, And both of those summers, I worked in the Department of Public Interest, um, first working in the communications sector and then working in the women's programs office. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what the public interest does is it it extends the APA psychological research into the public. So there's and actually an office called the Public Interest Office? Yes, it's the Public Interest Directorate. Huh, yeah. that works pretty well for this show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With the American Psychological Association, yes. right next to the Union Station. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, um, all right, so uh, you're now the president of this nonprofit organization mm-hmm. that you started. You're a teenager. Yes. Tell me a little bit about the backstory. How did this organization come to be? Well, um, over the past several years, I've observed a lot of people, my peers, myself, um, going through a lot of academic stress, social stress, um, even extending to, you know, mental illness itself. And I noticed that so many people around me were struggling emotionally, Mm -hmm. and this is a very tender time in our lives where it's very important for teenagers to have the support that they need so that we can be successful later on. So seeing this, I thought, what can I do about this? Um, So I ended up doing a lot of research and I found that this would be a viable solution to that problem. So what does your organization do? So we are, our slogan is Trailblazing Teen Support, um, well, peer support one school at a time. So Essentially what we're doing is creating a framework for the implementation or the further implementation of peer support programs for mental health in high schools. Mm -hmm. Um, At this current moment, we are collecting best practices, but our ultimate goal is to have a national framework, have plenty of schools throughout the nation with APSL programs. Um, what, are, so, what is APSL? APSL is the Adolescent Peer Support League. Okay. And, and is that, that's what you created. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. That's your group. So, uh, and so you're, you're working at different schools right now? Well, right now, because we, um, we were founded in April, so what we're doing right now is we're in the stage of collecting best practices from mm-hmm. um, industry professionals and students to see what we can do to best engineer these programs so that they're as successful as possible. Mm-hmm. So have you provided any peer support to uh, students at Albert Einstein High School? Um, me personally or the, or the organization? Either. Well, personally, I mean, I would definitely say that I've provided informal peer support um, to my friends and just to people I know. Um, People sometimes come to me for advice um, because I'm known as the psychology girl. (laughs) Um, So that would be peer support in an informal sense, but we, our organization has not provided formal peer support to schools, um, to this school or to any schools yet because we are in the 
um, stage of collecting best practices. Now, you have partnered with mental health care providers, correct? Yes, we have. And so have they, have you funneled students as patients to these, psych, what is it, a psychologist oh. and psychiatrist? Oh, okay, sorry. I thought that, I thought you were referring to, like, psychological organizations. Mm-hmm. Because we are aligned with um, Yellow Ribbon, the suicide prevention organization, but we're not currently affiliated with um, mm-hmm. mental um, healthcare institutions, but that is definitely something that we would consider. But our focus is within schools, implementation right. within schools. So, uh, let's, so, so you're saying that uh, there's there are social stressors, emotional stressors. Obviously, all of our listeners have been through high school, <laughs> so we can all remember those days uh, of, and the difficulties of testing and college applications and yeah. the whole nine yards. So, uh, in Montgomery County lately, there has been a rash of uh, teen suicides, mm-hmm. um, which has uh, led to higher profile uh, treatment of, of teen depression, uh, anxiety. Former guest on this uh, podcast, John McCarthy, Montgomery County State's Attorney, spoke about uh, a, a special process, a, a truancy court to reduce mm-hmm. um, uh, absences from school, to promote attendance. How does your organization fit into this uh, framework of suicide, depression, mental health dis- disorders, mm-hmm. anxiety, and, and what's the problem that you're trying to solve here? Well, essentially, peer support um, programs are widespread in general mm-hmm. in terms of dealing with adult mental health issues. Mm-hmm. But I have, you know, prior to formally founding this organization, I did extensive research on how this has impacted teens previously. Mm-hmm. And what I found is in the few cases in which that um, these programs have been implemented within schools, you mm-hmm. know, isolated cases, um, they have produced incredible results in terms of people feeling like they don't want to drop out of school, mm-hmm. feeling motivated to s- succeed in life, mm-hmm. um, people feeling that their mental health has improved, their self-esteem has improved, and the good thing about these programs that's very different from the traditional style of mental health support um, is that it doesn't provide a directive approach. Mm-hmm. It's a very open, um, discussion-based, supportive, empathic environment. So people coming out of these programs are able to better confront their mental health issues themselves, which allows them to not spiral down that path of um, you know, severe... Um, mental health problems. Now, when you say these programs, you're referring to some of the programs that you're studying, that you're mm-hmm. looking to model this uh, APSL after. Is that correct? Yes. So you've seen similar programs implemented in high schools and other parts of the nation. You're simply seeking to replicate that here. Well, essentially, when I was in the research stage of this organization um, being formed, I saw that there were a couple very isolated cases um, several years ago. The last one I rem- I'm aware of was in, like, I believe, 1993. Mm-hmm. Um, there were, you know, individual-based peer support programs within high schools, mm-hmm. um, and their results were impeccable. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm building this off of. But peer support in general um, is all over the place. How would peer support work? Would you have... Uh, 17-year-old, 12th grader, comforting uh, another 12th grader whose boyfriend broke up with her, or what's in, 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 a, in a classroom? Like, what, what does this actually look like in implementation? Mm-hmm. So 
that this could be tweaked depending on you know what our industry professionals are providing us you know the information um, for. But um, yes, so peer supporters would be high school students helping high school students. Mm-hmm. Um, so to use your example of a twelfth grader whose boyfriend broke up with her, um, if that person wanted to seek out peer support, mm-hmm. they would go to the program coordinator at that school, mm-hmm. um, and then the program coordinator would find a peer support specialist who is obviously trained and certified through um, our organization. And this is a student? Yes, a student. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll get into why that's so important in a little bit, but um, that coordinator would set um, the person looking for peer support up with someone who has dealt with similar issues so they can provide... Um, tailored advice to that particular situation. So they would want to be with a peer supporter who is a 17-year-old or someone around their age um, who has been through whatever struggle they're looking for support in. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so, so there's students who volunteer to become a peer supporter mm-hmm. and this is kind of an after-school extracurricular activity. Yes. And then they get trained through your program mm-hmm. By adults, yes, <laughs> and then the adults act as a referral network, mm-hmm. whereby a troubled student would access the coordinator office. The coordinator office would make a referral to another student in the school, mm-hmm. and then the one student would speak to the other student in a pseudo clinical sort of relationship and environment. Um. Yes, but. Branching off of the term pseudo-clinical, it's mm-hmm. quite different from typical clinical practice. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that has made peer support so monumental in improving people's mental health in the past, whether that is within schools um, for high school students or um, you know within mental hospitals where that this is typically done with adults, um, is that peers modeling off of peers don't feel like they need to meet extremely high expectations that you might have um, where there's a power dynamic between a you know a teenager and a clinical professional for example Mm -hmm. Um, and you know likewise it needs to be an environment in which the person getting peer support feels comfortable Um, so it's we really make sure that there isn't um, a power dynamic or a uh, clinical environment Especially because peer supporters do not have clinical licensing. Right. So what? So so they would talk through it and and what put, provide therapy. Well, so we're referencing pre-existing peer support best practices, mm-hmm. um, acknowledging the fact that a 17-year-old in a high school who wants to help others does not have clinical expertise. They don't have you know a PhD or a degree in counseling, um, so they're therefore not authorized to give formal therapy or actual hard advice. What we do is we would have um, peer supporters foster what's called an empathic environment. Um, So you're reflecting on thoughts and feelings and inspiring hope. They're helping to facilitate access to opportunities um, and... What opportunities? Well, for example, if someone feels... um, like they don't know what they are they want to do with their life which is a huge stressor especially for people my age like mm-hmm. seniors in high school um 
a peer supporter would have access to certain resources, for example, oh, you don't know how to pay for college, well, good thing our program has access to scholarship options, things like that, so mm-hmm. they can um, help the person who doesn't know what direction to take. Right. Okay, so what's the main difference between seeking clinical mental health care mm-hmm. uh, and seeking help through this uh, APSL? Mm-hmm. Um, for one thing, um, well, just just a disclaimer, um, APSL peer support programs or peer support programs in general would not be used in cases of severe mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, and if a peer supporter feels the need to, um, well, if a, peer, if a peer supporter feels like their, this program is not a, an appropriate solution to mm-hmm. the student's problems, they are obligated to notify their school coordinator so that they can take proper action. So if a student has suicidal ideation, mm-hmm. this is not remotely going to be a resource for them? Well, I mean, in the current moment, they could help some, but it's not it's not something that would extend to severe mental illness, something that you really would expect a clinical professional to take care of. This is more this is more for for what? For more short term? It there's a range of things. Um, a lot of it would deal with common problems that teenagers have. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said before, academic stress, social stress, um, things like, you know, parents getting a divorce or, um, you know, as I said before, not feeling like they can afford college or the stress associated like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, um, you know, feelings of hopelessness, feeling lost, things that can be associated with actual mental illnesses but aren't necessarily that's something that a peer support specialist could definitely help with Hmm. so where do you see uh the peer support network going uh now that you're doing research what uh you'll be graduating in may so Mm -hmm. will it exist next year absolutely um so after december that's when we'll be done with the stage of collecting um industry the opinions of industry professionals and students so that we can um, best tailor our training programs. After that, we will be launching pilot programs within schools in, you know, MCPS to begin with and then expanding outwards. Which is Montgomery County Public Schools. Yes, for Montgomery Con- Sorry, yes, Montgomery County, Montgomery County Public Schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, expanding further into Maryland and further outward. Um, ultimately, the goal is to have a network of um, APSL peer support programs throughout schools all across the country. We're providing that framework for that to happen. So uh, as you reflect back, uh, and we're approaching the end of the podcast, and you reflect back on uh, your time pulling together this APSL and trying to uh, 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 ameliorate social and emotional stressors for your peers, uh, what would you, uh, could you speak to our listeners about your motivation and what you hope Um, will be the effect of Mm -hmm. your work uh, in this arena? Well, my motivation is definitely seeing people around me struggling with a wide variety of things. Mm -hmm. And how heartbreaking that is to observe and see that this still exists and there clearly isn't, there there clearly aren't enough solutions to these problems that teenagers are having. Mm -hmm. So the philosophy behind it is the best way to provide support to teens is to go to where teens are, which is schools. Mm -hmm. If you implement these programs that have 
been proven to be extremely successful in isolated cases, and you systematically implement them throughout schools across the nation, that will provide a lot more support to teens all over the country. Um, in terms of effects of this program, we, we've already seen through doing research that peer support programs provide the short-term effects of you know, people feeling hopeful, people feeling um, like they can continue on with what was, what was troubling them, that, they, that they've overcome problems because they have someone to turn to and someone to facilitate um, you know, access to certain opportunities and to inspire hope within them and someone um, who has a, sh a shared experience to them who they can, they can use as a role model as well as a peer. Um, so that being said, that has created um, this, this system where you see people who say that they wanted to stay in school instead of considering dropping out, people that say that they um, have, have decreased their drug usage, people that have um, felt their self-esteem be rebuilt and their mental health has improved. Mm -hmm. um, looking at that long term, that can lead to you know the diminishing of a plethora of societal problems facing teenagers, um, such as teen violence, teen drug use, um, alcohol abuse, um, suicidal thoughts, self-harm. Um, having access to another outlet of support when you may feel like there is nowhere to go is extremely powerful. And that has been Don Bunch, the president of the Adolescent Peer Support League uh, and a senior at Albert Einstein High School, who speaks uh, about the importance of having uh, trust between a, a high school student and another high school student. Uh, and the basis for that, uh, I guess, bringing leveling of the power dynamic between uh, the empathizer and the care seeker um, is the basis uh, for this APSL. She uh, aims to create a more hopeful, uh, inspire hope uh, in those who are feeling helpless and, uh, and, and helps them uh, overcome despair. Uh, and ultimately, creating APSL is a means of uh, creating a more empathetic environment in high schools around the nation. So Donna, I'd like to thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. This has been another episode of Public Interest Podcast with your host, Jordan Cooper, where we interview politicians, activists, advocates, and others who seek to improve the state of the world. I'll remind you to subscribe on publicinterestpodcast.com and on iTunes, leave a review of this podcast on iTunes, and listen on Stitcher, SoundCloud, CastBox, Blueberry, Player FM, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Should you wish to comment on this episode, you're welcome to leave a voicemail at 240-630-0380. And the first three minutes of that voicemail may be played in future episodes of Public Interest Podcast. Should you wish to support the podcast, you're welcome to leave a contribution in an amount that you feel comfortable with at publicinterestpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.